podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, good afternoon and welcome to the Cop Update for this Monday, 4th of January, 24th of January, um, brought to you by Failacon, um, our new charity partner, um, check them out in the show description and um, you will see their details and the details how you can donate and get us to 10k ASAP, also on lfcdt.com, um, on our front page of our website you will see again their details and how you can donate and help us get to that 10k. Our target is 10k by the 10th of June, um, and I think we're going to do it. I think we're going to do it. Um, on today's show, we're going to run through a load of uh, look, a load of some transfer stuff. We're going to go to the BBC gossip page. Let's be honest about it. Um, that's where we're going to go, and we're going to see what we can find there. But we're going to start off with Diogo Jota. Um, Ali Ace's big up Gav rivals crying and pundits as well, and he loves it. Um, if you're in the chat, you're very very welcome. Um, Hit the like button, hit subscribe, share across your social media. But most of all, try your comments in there as to any thoughts you have today. And we look after them for the next 25 minutes. Um, Sean, he says, R-I-G-F-F-E-R. I think I know what he's trying to say, but I'm going to make him type it again, if that's okay. Uh, blessings all, says Bejan. How are you, man? Um, I think it's early enough in the day for Bejan. It's around nine o'clock, I think he said. Um, but um, you're very, very welcome. So Diogo Jota, um, we've seen... The Liverpool match yesterday. We done a post match reaction. Uh, all right, Gaffer, he says. Um, I don't like you calling me Gaffer. Uh, <laughs> um, but we all watched the match yesterday. We done a post match reaction myself and Chris and spoke about the Ogo Jota and the penalty. And we done a fat back four last night, which was brilliant as well. And we spoke at length about this. Now, I've watched this back about a hundred times, and I don't think it's a penalty. Okay, I don't think it's a penalty. I think Jota misses his touch. I think it goes past the keeper. I think Jota, could he get to it, could he not get to it? I'm not too sure, but I don't think that's relevant. Um, You know, I've seen Ashley Barnes's penalty at Anfield that was given last season being thrown up there, and that's never a penalty either. And he kicks it into the Anfield road end and hovers a leg out and throws himself on the ground and gets the penalty. I don't think Ashley Barnes was a penalty against us, and I don't think Diogo Jotas was a penalty for us yesterday. Now, I'd love to know what you think. I'm sure there's people in here that didn't watch the shows yesterday or I didn't get a chance to read out their opinion. So throw it in there and let me know what you think. But the big thing to come out of this is the reaction. Now, I think um, I've seen a clip earlier. I think it might have been, is it Darren Ambrose, former player? I think he played with Newcastle somebody else um he's his head fell off he decided that um like it's never a penalty look at it blah blah blah. had an absolute breakdown and then said if that's not liverpool it's not given and went on about how the big sides get all these um decisions and stuff like that and then i think it might have been graham kelly's having a flyer on, on twitter on this one this morning and he brings up the league table for var and um the net Pros and cons are, are good and bad decisions you get. Liverpool are about four bottom in that um, overall. So it's one of those where um, he's talking out his arse, to be honest with you. Um, but it's it's amazed me the controversy over. It's amazing. And 
this follows on from the whole COVID stuff around Liverpool and Arsenal, which made Arsenal look very, very silly in the end. And as I said, um, transparency didn't do anything for Liverpool. Decisions being made. The referee doesn't give a penalty. He's asked to look at it because VAR decided you need to look at it. He goes and looks at it and gives a penalty. We don't, I don't think it is a penalty, but he gives it. You know, and I don't think it has anything to do with the fact that Diogo Jota at Liverpool, he's taken that decision on its merits. The fact that he gets to it or not is, is immaterial. It's all about do you stop, do you hinder a player in the box, okay? Um, we've seen before where players will take shots and they're clattered into. Ball goes miles wide, penalty. You've hindered them, you've, you've tackled them, you've done. It's a follow-through, blah, 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 whatever it might be. Eugene says it wasn't a pen for him, to be fair. Um, I agree with you, Eugene, but I just think the controversy over it is absolutely insane. Um, Mike Walker thinks it's a dirty play by uh, Guita. I want to say, I hope I'm saying his right name right, Guita. What I would say is that the ball goes past the goalkeeper, and I don't know where he's sliding to. You know, he's not making any effort to get to the ball. The ball's, he's wrong-footed by the ball and he collides with Jota. Jota makes a movement towards him. There's no doubt about that. But when you look at it, when you look, when you look at it, um, I think you could give it and I think you might not give it. It could go either way. It's one of those. I think where, when the ref goes over to the screen and looks at it, he's take, all he's taking into account is, is that player hindered in the box? And he, by his reckoning, thinks he was. And he gives the penalty. But the controversy over is absolutely mad. Um, Tom Flynn says, come on, lads. Give the video a like. Our target is always around 100 likes every time we come on here at 2 o'clock. If we can do that, that's great. If we don't, there's nothing I can do about it. Um, I'll just come off here, mutter under my breath about it, and walk off. I won't. I really won't. I'll just come off and move on to the next show, which I'll tell you about in a bit. Um, Glenn Parsons says, Bobby was offside. The defender had to go to him. So that means Edward was offside because Verge had to track him. Boko should be ruled out so we still win. It, the Bobby one, I don't know why Firmino's jumping. He's never getting to it. And that defender is going in there regardless of whether Bobby's onside or offside. He's just going in there. I don't think he, I don't even think he realises Oxley Chambers behind him. I don't even think Bob, uh, Bobby Firmino does. Um, he doesn't go near it. And we've seen before where, you know, a player might run towards a ball 20, 30 yards and the flag doesn't go up and it doesn't go up and it doesn't go up. And then when he goes near it, it goes up or he touches it, it goes up. Bobby Firmino jumps in the air. That defender, if if that defender thinks that Bobby Firmino's offside, stay away from him. Just stay away from him. Mark the fella at the back post. Neither of them now Ox is there. That's what I think. Um, Alex says, talks about clickbait nonsense. Um, and I'm not going to read the rest of that. That's all right, Alex, because I don't um, make reference to that publication um, on this channel. Um Liverpool and United bring most clicks, that's why. Um, a boy not him says, yeah, maybe so. Um, but I just think the controversy is unbelievable. Like, the easy one to go after is Harry Kane. And like we, we I titled this show Clever Forward Play because that's what we've seen being said so many times about the likes of Harry Kane where you kick the ball towards the, like you're going to kick it out for a goal kick. You hang your leg in there, you get touched, you go down, it's a penalty. You know what I mean? And... That's why I don't think Jota's one is not a penalty. That's why. But having said that, you can't call clever play one week or most weeks and then tell tell a fella that's absolutely disgraceful what's happened yesterday. Um, it's just it's just one of those like it's it's like Eugene says. I don't know why people are going mad. Liverpool. It wasn't Liverpool that made the decision. No, the ref made the decision that it wasn't. 
and then got asked to go and look at it. And he did. Carragher did my head in saying the ball was out. It simply wasn't. Alex, it doesn't matter where the ball's out. It doesn't it doesn't matter the ball's out. It simply doesn't matter. It look, put it this way. If I'm running into the box, take a touch, a heavy touch, and I go to go past you, where the ball goes means nothing. You have made contact with me in the box and you've hindered me getting the ball or even having a chance to get the ball or run where I want to. And that's what happened. Uh, Sam says, Gaita's positioning was poor in terms of his hands and legs. Clumsy by him. He will always run the risk of giving away a penalty, in my opinion. I think the big thing about it was the, the fact that there was movement towards the keeper. Do you get me? There was movement towards the keeper by Jota. I think if Jota runs in a straight line, he probably still gets it. And it's probably more of a clear-cut penalty. But the fact that it moves in, as for the, the commentary... Like, to, willing Crystal Palace to score. <laughs> willing them to score. Talking about 13, 14 every five minutes. It was absolutely uh, amazing. Um, uh, is it amazing anymore, Gav? Uh, says Coftino. He says, basically, anything to do with us gets blown out of proportions. Um, so, fuck every single one of them. Yeah, uh, yeah. look, it is. And it's like it's like somebody said there earlier. It's just about the steps. Man like Sean, he says, Jota steps integrated. The fact that they reviewed it millions times proves that they were unsure therefore you still give a penalty as to the reactions let them hate well yeah it's a bit like the Jota one the other night where he's off he scores against Arsenal and it's an offside and then they're looking back to see if there's a handball as soon as you can see they're looking for offside you know he's on as soon as they look for a handball sorry you know he's onside so it's all good you know the, you know the goal is going to be given I didn't think it was a pen says Ian Matthews but if Kane had won that pen there wouldn't be any uproar he would just be described as clever and street wise yeah he would and the funny thing is like there's massive rows over Kane when he when he stands and he literally stands there lets a fella jump and then leans over and you know gets fouls all the time and is it's kind of died off that. It seemed to be a big thing under Mourinho, but um, it's kind of died off for Harry Kane. But that that wasn't even a controversial. That was just, oh, well, he's just standing his ground and, you know, he's clever in what he's doing. Um, you could argue their goal offside of Ox's was. Edward was offside in the past before he scored. Happens a hundred times, always is a goal. The thing about the Edward one is that he may be offside for the original pass, but he's not interfering. And then it's another stage of play. So when it gets to him, it, it's a goal. You've seen it happen loads of times where forwards will hang around the box, ball gets played out wide, they're offside, and then they're standing in the box waiting for it to be crossed in, and they're back onside because it's the next stage of play. Um, Alex says Kane did exactly the same at Anfield uh, a few years ago. Yeah, he did. And was that the game where the controversy over the penalty was also the one where the refs didn't know who touched the ball and then just decided we're looking? for the fourth official to look on the screen, and he couldn't. And then he just went, oh, listen, we're just giving it. Gav, they just hate Liverpool, and the players, salt, salty and jealousy. Um, Bejan says, uh, that was from Ali, Bejan says, uh, nobody is talking about the fact Curtis stopped the game when the Palace player fell awkwardly, and we were on the attack. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But again, if he doesn't stop, you know, God knows what was fuck, what's being said, because we just have to get used to it. You know, at, at, in my opinion, nothing, carries traffic like Liverpool and I mean nothing um, in the in, in the Premier League and I don't even think United come close at the minute because they have their own issues I think I think there's a mindset here from the vast majority of people in the media and journals and whoever else that they've they've accepted the fact 
that they want a procession to the title for Man City and they'll glorify it and they'll have a lovely time doing it and they're banking on their relegation battle being out being being the one that they pin it on now Shawnee has said this a couple of times they may get the season that they want because the relegation battle is going to go around down to the wire there's no doubt about that when you look at the teams down there games in hand what points they're taking if you look at the race for for top four that looks like it's going to become a complete bottleneck in the next couple of weeks and then if Liverpool were to close this a little bit more on Man City they may get the perfect season where everything's going but when people get into a mindset of City are just going to walk this lake anything else that's out there that might go against that um, seems to seems to just ruffle a few feathers and you know it's it's one of those decisions where you go, look, it's late in the game. It's 2-1 to Liverpool. Um, if they don't get it, they probably win the game 2-1. They do get it, they win the game 3-1. And people are carrying on like this was a 1-0 win for Liverpool with a last-minute penalty. That shouldn't have been. Um, Dylan O'Rourke says, is there anything new that top teams' matches have more strange decisions? United to dominate for 20 years and claims still ring that Howard Webb was getting handouts off Fergie. Nothing new. <laughs> Listen, I, I don't think there was handouts being... Being thing, I think that's that's a good joke that goes around about Howard Webb. The fact that you know you dominated for twenty years, the vast majority of that was down to the fact that they were the best team. That's just the way it is. Same with Liverpool in the seventies and eighties. But what does happen is is that when you like I like even as a Liverpool fan watching Liverpool go to Old Trafford from the mid nineties to probably the mid noughties, mid to late noughties. You never expected to get anything there. And anything 50-50 would go United's way because they had 70,000 people screaming at them. And yeah, they had Alex Ferguson basically saying, basically there, without saying it, where he'd have referees not torn up there again. He'd have journals not torn up there again. That's the way he was. But part of me kind of admires that because sometimes you would get a claim that Liverpool are a bit too nice. And sometimes you have to be horrible. Um, and I don't think Liverpool were horrible in what they'd done in any way yesterday. I think Jota just takes a wrong touch goes to go one way yeah collides with the goalkeeper could be given could not be given but at the end of the day Liverpool are winning the game you know we're making out here is if like I said it's a last minute penalty or if Liverpool don't get that penalty Palace are definitely going up the other end and equalising you know um, the amount of pundits that don't actually know the laws of the game is astounding yeah it's not only that Laura um, it's not known it's not known the laws it's sitting down on live radio or podcast or whatever it might be and just coming out with stuff that isn't true just coming out with stuff that is not true and just saying it and that's it it's done they walk out of the studio um, loads of clicks loads of people are annoyed over it and it doesn't matter they're brought back the next day you know um, it's 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 a mad one um, Antico says the uproar is laughable uh, Kane literally nearly snapped Lalana's neck and got a pen yeah that was yeah, that was Brighton, wasn't it, at, um, at Spurs last season. The biggest issue here is lack of consistency with VAR. It's on It's on one week and off the next. Um, yeah, I agree with that. I don't think it's consistent in any way. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think it's consistent. But when you, t- when you take it, I'd love to see that incident happen next week. And I'd love to see it be Newcastle. I don't know. A relegation battle next next week. Is there a relegation battle next week? Big fixture down there. And that happens. And if it's given or not given. And if it is, what happens? Because I just think it'll be, oh, oh it was a controversial one. That'll be it then. There won't be anything else. 
Um, get the title race down to the last day. Coutinho winner, Stevie slip celebration, and Liverpool win the league from Glenn Parsons. Um, I don't know how many people will be able to handle that. I'm up for it. I'm up for it. I'm being honest, but uh, I don't know how many um will be up for that if the heart would would hold out. To be honest, Dynamo Kev says, "Let's see if Newcastle start getting decisions in an attempt to make sure they're in the Premier League next season. Sky etc. will want them in there. Look." We get, we get, we could get four or five decisions next week, not next week, but when the Premier League comes back, none of them involving Liverpool. They'll be spoken about, they'll be highlighted, and then that'll be it. But we're, we're, we're 48 or we're 24 hours after the game here, and there's no doubt if I look on the internet tomorrow, we will still see stuff, um, about this penalty. You know, it's, it's one of those. It's not like we've, we've robbed the last minute winner because of it. We're winning the game. Um, so it's 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 one of those. And Dicko says the commentary were desperate for Palace to score again, obsessed with the three three. Um same old suspects moaning. Um Adrian Durham, Barry Glenn Denning. I haven't seen either of them moan, but if they are cool, Everton versus Newcastle is coming up soon. So let's see. It's a big decision in that. Lots of ex players are talking about things they don't understand. Cara's obsession with a high line. He has never played him one, so he has no clue how to play in it. Well, Chris, you did point out something yesterday. Liverpool with this high line. Um, somebody said that we've dropped points or we've lost winning positions from this. We've lost three winning positions. There was 17 times we've gone ahead, I think you said, um, with this high line. The high line isn't the issue. The high, the high line is not the issue. We play with that. We have the ability to play that way. It's the pressure on the ball. And if you, and people point out the forwards that we're missing because of that, it's, yeah, that's, that's fine, but usually what our forwards do is they, and I said it last night, they put you in positions where they want you to pass it into certain areas and then we pressure. But sometimes we switch off and we do let you pass into positions and a guy has a five yards around to turn and look and that's when you're in trouble because guys can run off the back of you. You know, no matter how quick Virgil van Dijk is or Joe Gomez or Matip or Kanate or Robinson Simicas, Trent Alexander-Arnold, it doesn't matter. If... If you're if you're looking at that ball and it's fifty yards from you or forty yards from you, this guy literally has a run on you in behind with forty yards of space. Um, it's hard to stop. The only the way you stop it is stop it at source. Or if you're not willing to stop it at source, you drop ten yards. Simple as that. Um, Palace fans are calling for an inquest into the decisions from the game. Surely not. They can't be. Um, Owen Bork agrees with me. He said the midfield press is the issue, not the high line. I agree with you. If Liverpool apply themselves and do what the and do what they're clearly told to do. There isn't an issue. There isn't an issue. Once and this is where you go back to this, you know, um functioning midfield. The big the biggest function that midfield was hounding people and not giving them a second in midfield to turn and look. Because they want you playing sideways, they want you playing backwards. And if you do that, we can stay as high as we want. Because if you're lobbing aimless balls up in the air, we'll eat them up. But if you're able to turn and play and look, and they're all Premier League footballers. like They can all hit 30, 40 yard passes. All of them. You know what I'm saying? And the forwards, vast majority of them have pace and are cute enough to time something right to get in behind you. They don't have to run away from you. Just get in behind you. Keep the body between you and they get a shot away. Um, but look, it's... We'll move, we'll move away from it. Um, I want to see what people think about the fact we have a break now. Um, we're back for Cardiff in the FA Cup. We look like Harvey Elliott will be back for then. Um, Mo Salah, uh, Sadio Mane, Naby Keita, uh, Thiago could be back involved as well. And of course, um, Divock Origi looks like he might be. We don't know how many how many weeks he is beyond that. But I want to see how confident people are because going into what would be the start of February and 
15 league games left, I think. Um, 16, maybe. How confident are we? Because I can't remember the last time we've gone and start February with a clean bit of health like that. A real clean bit of health. And even if we were to lose one or two between February and May, you know, it's not a huge time period. Um, it's a fair amount of games. It's probably 20, 20 odd games. You know, if you take in the Champions League and go go deep in it, um, and you have the League Cup final, obviously, if the FA Cup, we keep going on that. But I want to see how, how confident people are with regards to the squad going into what will be a huge three months, you know. At this stage, there's seven days left in the in the transfer window. I can't see Liverpool doing anything. The only thing that's out at the moment is um, Carvalho off Fulham, but that's because he's six months left, and apparently Leeds and one other are looking at him as well, and it might be a case of a club like Leeds would be more willing to take a risk on him than we would. Um, Owen Burke reckons he could do a mid-season break himself, yeah. We could... Um, We'd be so good to have a fully fit squad, says Carl Robinson. Yeah, we'd be one player short, I think, of a full, fully fit squad. And I can't remember that um, for a long time, especially around this time of year. Um, Kevin Ball, get Thiago and Elliot minutes in the game. It would be great. I'd love to see, uh, I'd love to see Thiago, Elliot, um, Keita, Manny, Salah all get minutes when they come back in that Cardiff game. And it, and it sets us up then for, I think it'd be the Leicester on the Tuesday, Leicester on the Tours tonight, I think. Um, City's next two are Brentford and Norwich. Yeah, they have they have Brentford and Norwich, and then I think they've Sports. I think they have. We are we are home to Leicester away to Brentford, home to Norwich is their next three. But forget what they're doing. We we can only keep winning and look to beat them at the Etihad. That's that's where our outlook has to be. How confident are you? Um, how comfortable are you with everyone more or less being fit going into that Cardiff game now? Um, let me know just to read through some um, let's go through BBC's uh, gossip column for anyone watching that doesn't bother clicking onto it or anyone listening later that just wants the updates um, Arsenal face competition from Juventus in their pursuit of Fiorentina Vlahovic um, after Juve um, made after Juve made their Serie A rivals an offer for the Serbian international talks are that Vlahovic just wants um Juventus. Uh, Vlavic has been accused of ignoring the club's calls by Fiorentina. Chief Executive Joe Barone following the Gunners' reported bid for the Serie A forward. Yeah, it looks like he, he, he's no interest in going to Arsenal. He wants Juventus. Liverpool are, are monitoring Eduardo Camavinga's situation at Real Madrid, having been admirers of the 19-year-old Frenchman's midfielder for some time, says El Nacional in Spain. Um, Jesse Lingard, 29, looking for a move away from Old Trafford. Um, the January transfer window and... Um, He's also open to running down his contract. Apparently, Newcastle has made a 10 million loan bid for him, which is a weird one. Tottenham are open to selling Deli Alli and Giovanni La Celso after the pair were left out of Antonio uh, Conte's squad for the game against Chelsea. Uh, Deli Alli's fallen off a cliff, hasn't he? La Celso, he's never overly impressed me, but Deli Alli's fallen off a cliff. He, he looked a fantastic talent um, two or three years ago. Newcastle may consider Alli as a backup option if they're unable to get Jesse Lingard. I think people are looking at Jesse Lingard because of the spell he had at West Ham at the back end of last season and really, really helped them out. Um, Spores have made an offer for non-league lose English winger Ollie Tanner to beat off Royal League rivals Brighton, um, young midfielder. Um, Brentford are close to finalising terms on a six-month contract for Christian Eriksen. Um, doing, doing due diligence on the 29-year-old's fitness to play. It'd be great to see him back playing football, wherever it is, Christian Eriksen, after what happened to him in the Euros. It'd be brilliant to see him back. 
And we we were talking about this last week. Newcastle are closing in on the signing of 25-year-old Dutch left-back Mitchell Backer from Borja Leverkusen. Um, and Arsenal have agreed terms on a loan deal for Juventus Brazil midfielder Arturo, Arthur Mello. Sorry. Liverpool, here we go, Fabio Carvalho. Um, they're monitoring that situation Well. The six months left, someone's going to have to take a pop at this fella or else he runs down his contract. Um, the Reds face competition from Leeds and West Ham. Um, they're the two clubs. Newcastle's hopes of signing Duvan Zapata from Atalanta were boosted by the Serie A's team's willingness to loan out the 30-year-old Columbia International for around $8 million. So this is the road Newcastle are going down, which I think is a clever one. Pay, pay some loan fees. If it works out, keep them on or don't. And if it doesn't work out, they go back to their clubs. Uh, Premier League is set to change rules around the postponement of matches due to COVID, with clubs required to approve at least four positive cases to get a match rearranged. Um, yeah, best to look at that. Best, best to look at that. Because um, they they don't know what they're doing. They're just making stuff up as they go along. Um, waiting for the fume on Twitter. So as to why we aren't signing Ericsson, listen, the most important thing in all that is Ericsson's coming back to play football and I think it's a huge thing and fair play to him um, because it's, um, it was a horrific what happened and Alex said we'll be amazed to see Ericsson again the incident in the Euros haunted me for weeks it was horrible um, Ali A says Gav Carvalho wants Liverpool he told Marco Silva the Fulham manager we'll have to wait and see um, it could be one where Liverpool just say sit where you are and we'll take you in the summer could be we don't know um, but it's the only name kind of being linked and I'm seven days out from the end of the transfer window and again there's been like there's genuinely been nothing solid this this month for Liverpool and when we bring you these daily shows and we bring you transfer up transfer agenda shows on the channel we're not doing it just for Liverpool we're doing it for all clubs and we're not here to tell you this is what's happening or that's what's happening or we know this or we don't know that we're here just to go there's the name being thrown out what do you think of the player would he do well at that club and it might never happen majority of them don't but we like to have a chat about them um, and Dicko says he's genuinely surprised Ericsson is back well obviously they've done the tests have been done. He's been given the go-ahead to play football again. And as I said there in on the BBC website, they're doing their due diligence over his fitness to play. So that will include like, you know, physical fitness. And of course, um, I'm sure there'll be tests done as well around the, um, around what happened to him in the summer. Um, let me see. Carvalho texts me saying he needs a guest list for Pop World. Says, yes, fair play. Um, let me see. Ben Davis to come back from his loan on deadline day. Could you imagine? Um, I didn't think we would do business this January anyway, says Kieran B. Um, and Dick was surprised that Christian Erickson is back. But it's great to see him. 25 more likes needed to hit the 100. We won't do it by the time we finish because I'm finishing up now. Later on, um, we are going to do a man on football show on the day trippers tonight. Um, it's going to be myself. I will have a guest, I think. And we're just going to talk about anything you want to talk about in football. That's how um, Monday on the Man On Football Show works. We're definitely going to talk around where the Premier League sits and who's who's for Europe, who's for Champions League, who's going down. And then we'll, we'll definitely come up with some topics. Like one that came into my head was, you see Luis Suarez coming back um, to the Premier League and... Coutinho's come back to the Premier League with, with Steven Gerrard and I, I was thinking in my head is there anyone that have come back to gone away from clubs come back and being brilliant um, let have a think about that and we'll uh, we'll talk about that at 10 
p.m. Alex asks, have you signed some hour Lee Bowyer yet? Um, two of the classic, classic Liverpool transfer stories. But um, that is it. That has been um, the cop update. Um, not much going on on the transfer front, but I like coming on here every day, having a little chat about what people are talking about and getting your suggestions while we're there. So no big moves anywhere this window, says Kevin Sullivan. Yeah, nothing so far. So join us at 10 o'clock tonight um, for the Man on Football Show on the Day Trippers, and we'll have a chat about wherever you want absolutely wherever you want for an hour or so all right talk to you in a bit over now sports social podcast network